Captain Archer of the Battle Cruiser Enterprise. Enterprise. Welcome to The Measure of a Fan, a Star Trek podcast in which three nerds watch all of Star Trek in chronological order, one of them enduring it all for the very first time. My name is Elliot Red, and as always, I am joined by Patrick Montgomery. Hi. And Matt Troy. Hello. I forgot to warn Matt that Elliot was doing the intro this week, so sorry if you were startled there, Matt. No, it's okay. We'd already discussed it. When did you do that? (laughs) Oh. I see. You've got a private <laughs> chat group, have you? Okay, then. <laughs> so we were planned to have a guest on this episode. Um, Dan from Academic Trek. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, but unfortunately, we've just due to scheduling issues and trying to do this episode a couple of times, it's, it's just not worked out, unfortunately. So sorry, Dan, we miss you. We wish we could have you on, but uh, it's just not happening this week. We'll have to reschedule and get you on another time. Yeah. But also, he did specifically request this episode, so I I think we'll have to try and maybe theorize as to why he chose this episode later on, because I, I maybe you guys have a better idea, just being... I mean, all I can think of is if you wanted to rag on an episode really hard, this is the episode. <laughs> I, I mean, more than... I don't know if I'd say that more than any other episode I've seen, but again, you guys are the experts, so... So the episode was is the observer effect. Oh, before we do that, though, I wanted to mention something here. So my wife and I, we have been re-watching Frasier recently. Oh, same. Yes. So we just finished the seventh season, uh, which is the one where, spoiler for like a 23-year-old TV show, <laughs> where at the very end of it, Niles and Daphne get together at her wedding to another man. Uh, I thought you were going to say Frasier dies. Yeah, and he dies in a horrific thing. I don't <laughs> Yeah, he like goes into a warp core. Yeah, yeah. But there's a scene in that episode where Fraser, Niles and their dad, Martin, are on Martin's Winnebago and a waiter from the venue brings them a bottle of wine and they like give him a tip and he says thank you and, and walks off. That waiter is Travis. No. Oh, yep. I was like, wait, was that fucking Travis? Because he still had nothing to do. Oh, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Anthony Montgomery there in, in Frasier, very, very oh, briefly. Being an extra in Frasier, eh? I mean, that's quite a, even just as an extra, that's that's quite a claim to fame, say, being able to say I was in Frasier. Well, cool. apparently when Dominic Keating first moved to the States, his first job was extra work on Frasier, and he was there for a, f- a number of episodes. He was in, in the background. I've been looking God. for him, and I've not been able to spot him, so if anyone knows which episodes of Frasier you can see Dominic Keating in and where, let me know, and I won't go back and rewatch them, but I'll at least know. Well, I'm going through, and I'm only on season two at the moment, so I'll definitely keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. The uh, the love affair between Star Trek and Frasier and Cheers continues. Anyway, Elliot, you were saying what episode we were doing. Yeah, it's called The Observer Effect. And Elliot, who wrote that episode? Oh, someone I'm angry with. <laughs> it was Judith and Garfield Reeves Stevens. Elliot, who directed the episode? Somebody else I'm also angry with. It was Mike Vahar. Elliot, when did it first air? 2005? Yeah, but when in 2005? One of those months. December. Oh, 21st of January. Ah, oh, piss, piss Neither of you gets any points. <laughs> I didn't even Fuck. write you. There were points. There's been a point system this whole time. We've never, <laughs> oh, yeah. ever scored. Oh, no, you, you, you're you both on minus figures, and I've got like a thousand. Okay. No. Did they translate into cash figures? No. What about okay, Disney dollars? Don't, Nothing else matters. Don't, don't bring Disney into this, Elliot. <laughs> but those precious Disney dollars. The mouse will get us. <laughs> <laughs> if Paramount had an animal mascot, what would it be? Oh, um... A hippogriff. 
<laughs> take it. I was going to say a mountain lion. Cause it's oh, it's better, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mountain lion. Because they have a mountain, right? Exactly. They just put a lion on it, and then it's a mountain yeah. lion. What other mountain animals are there? Is it like a mountain rabbit? Mount- mountain goats. Mountain goats, yeah. yeah. Great band. Great band. <laughs> mountain desert foxes. Yeah, mountain yeah. mice. The um, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Uh, mountain sharks. <laughs> watch out mountain, for them. Yeah, mountain crabs. They might be a mountain crab, yeah. Yeah. Great, great mountain animals. Great work, everyone. Great comedy. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this for two years. Our episode opens with the Enterprise orbiting some planet, and Travis and Malcolm are playing chess in the mess hall, and they're talking about, oh, people are going to die, and it very quickly becomes clear that this is not Malcolm and Travis, but they have been possessed by some kind of entities. And immediately I was like, fucking hell, Travis finally gets something to do, and it's not even really Travis. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, great, entities. That's the last thing we need. Yeah, I mean, it's straight up possession as well. Like, you know, Mal- Malcolm actually responds by spinning his head around and going, your mother sucks cucks in hell. <laughs> I, do you know what, right? I'm going to put this out there. This moment was the only moment this episode could have been good. This, <laughs> this was like a springboard. And I was like, right, okay. There are two things that I know are going to be true about this episode, and it's when there's a line that comes up later, which which proves one of the points. But at this moment, it was like the one thing I know about this episode is it's going to be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and honest to God, I feel it like Manny Coach. Like they all went out in the car, and he's like, "Stay in the car, kids." And like all the cast and crew are in the car, and Manny Coach all goes to the cash point, and he's like there for a while, and he comes back, and he goes. Sorry, gang. It looks like it's going to be an imagination episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Because every Star Trek crew actually functions like that Family Guy episode where they're all together all the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah. (laughs) Or as we call it, a bottle episode. Yeah. They all got drunk before they made it. (laughs) Well, uh, do you know what? I I mean, I did. Was Dear Doctor? That was quite a good bottle episode, wasn't it? Uh, well, I don't think that one was really a bottle episode, was it? Because you had that whole planet of six. Yeah, people. I was going to say. Oh, they yeah, had, like, yeah. They had a really bunch sweet. of other stuff in that. Was, what was the one where he eats his toenail clippings? Did I make that up? Oh, the, <laughs> that's the one we had Sarah three on episode for. where he's wandering around the ship naked on his own. Yeah, that was a bottle episode as well. Yeah, that it? was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that was better than this. They couldn't even afford clothes in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what um, John Billings' skin looks like. <laughs> yeah, he's unfortunately got carapace (laughs) so malcolm and travis are talking about how other species that's come into contact with whatever the enterprise is coming into contact with they've all lost at least one crew member and sometimes an entire crew and this is where my second point comes into it because we know categorically even if we had even elliot would have known this we've never seen any other star trek no one is gonna die (laughs) <laughs> I mean, well, I thought it was possible like a random person whose yeah. name I didn't know and Who whose cares? face I'd never seen before would die. Like, but... I think that, you know, Archer should be allowed to shoot one crew member a week. Like, <laughs> because nobody cares. But, yeah, nobody was going to die. We just, it's just like, right, okay, so you've set up like a potentially interesting idea, but then you've your, your bet, your stake that you've put down for this episode is one of the crew might die. And I'm like, no, no one we care about is going to die. Because A, we don't care about anybody anymore. And B, if you do kill somebody, it's going to be like Ensign Botanist or, you know, Crewman Hoover. Like, they're <laughs> just going to be rubbish characters. I do like the uh, the analogy of the springboard. Like, like, every intro to a Star Trek episode is the equivalent to some kind of impressive dismount or start or you know something and we, we we're the commentators we're sitting there going and dismount lovely pirouette and that's a snapped neck on the floor yeah <laughs> but like far too many enterprise episodes are somebody jumps off a box and shits their pants yep yep <laughs> it happens too often unfortunately These, they've just not trained enough and then we then cut to a shuttle pod where trip and hoshi are returning to the, the enterprise from the planet where they were excavating klingon garbage they found jack shit 
and then Trip starts coughing and collapses, and Hoshi hails the Enterprise and goes, Trip's dead, and I don't know how to fly this thing. <laughs> yeah, Captain Archer, Trip's dead. Yeah, dead keen to come back and have a hot shower. <laughs> <laughs> Again, and I just got to stress this point here, they were fucking rooting around in a Klingon garbage dump in their ordinary clothes. <laughs> they didn't even have, like, wellies. Hoshi had like Klingon jizz in her hair on the way back up. Like, what is this? Is this is? I mean, to anger the mouse, this is a real Mickey Mouse operation. It's true. All it takes is one tiny invisible microbiome, and and Flox is like, right, everybody into the EV suits, and everybody into one room. Yeah, everybody has to live in the warp nacelle for a week. But you two can go and scowl through an alien shit box for. <sighs> For like an hour, absolutely unprotected. Don't even wear gloves. They, they, they've got spacesuits. <laughs> and I know that this, this happens all the time in Star Trek. You know, they just randomly go to a planet and breathe in the dirty air. But you, <laughs> you, you, you've got to assume that in from the, the original series onwards, when you're mostly transporting places, that it's decontaminating them, right? The, the transporter is like going up. Oh, there's a, it's got E. coli. In his in his eye, we're gonna get that out. <laughs> you know, so like I can I can marginally believe that they've been through a series of like inoculations and like uh medical, they've got like weird little nano things in their system. I, I don't know, I mean it's a bit borgy, but they've got like a load of things set up so they could survive traveling through most of space that we already know of, and then the the, the transporters decontaminate the rest of them. These guys, they're just morons, as we've pointed out before. Pissing around through space, not wearing spacesuits. <laughs> I mean, I assume they scanned the planet and went, yeah, that's fine. You assume a lot. Yeah, just like point your fucking QR code machine at the planet and see, oh yeah, it <laughs> says it's okay. <laughs> Next thing you know, everyone's in like hostel and they're having like the eyeballs removed or something. I mean, yeah. It's it's more likely than you'd think. Anyway, fake Travis and fake Malcolm are watching what's going on on the bridge as Archer says to Hoshi, well, you're just going to have to fly in, aren't you? And then he calls down to T'Pol and says, oh, tell Dr. Flox to be ready. And then it cuts to sickbay where it does look like Dr. Flox has actual medical staff in there for this one scene and this one scene only working in the background. <laughs> I mean, he's actually just paid them to be there, so he's not as lonely. Yeah, yeah, effectively he's. There's like a guy, like since they've refilled the crew, there's too many, too many crew, not enough jobs. So we can go and hang out with flocks. Yeah. But my main note from this scene just says, "Act natural, fake Travis." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, I mean, I, I absolutely. This is another thing that made me laugh my ass off. Was these fucking people have been doing this for like eight hundred years or something, and then they're just like walking weirdly into the room, going. You are a friend of Earthman Tucker. How long is Tucker colon? Well, I think the, the Travis one, it's his first mission, but the Malcolm one says he's been doing it for centuries. But he, even so, like, I mean, you would imagine that there would have been, like, a briefing. I mean, I, we know that Enterprise never had a briefing. Everyone just went out and were allowed to do whatever they wanted to. But you imagine that this, like, civilization, this thousands of year old civilization is going to be, like, when go to spacecraft, do not ask about the uh, anal capacity of the individual crew members. You know, just uh, for like, sake. But we haven't out. I don't think we've properly outright stated it altogether in one sentence yet that there are inter not interdimensional. There are non corporeal advanced beings that have possessed the Enterprise crew, or at least there are two hmm. beings that keep possessing different members of the crew, and they seem to just be doing a study on how they react to life and death situations. Yeah. Um, yeah that's... But also, I, I, again, I want to point out the fact here is like the, this was an interesting concept. Again, just utterly squandered. Like, cool. Like, you know, let's, let's take this episode from these guys' perspective. And Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. It took me straight back to the other episode that did this and had non-corporeal beings possess people's bodies. I can't even remember that episode. They they do show the beings. They're like wispy jellyfish in the air, and then oh. they take over trip. They take over trip. Yeah, because it's, it's trip again. The weird thing around this time in science fiction, 
Um, the the sci-fi series Babylon Five had 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 uh, weird like jellyfish advanced aliens appear in an episode, and I think everyone was chasing that high. Uh. I mean, Star Trek has a history of non-corporeal beings as well, especially in the original series. Oh yeah, because they're cheap. Like this episode, this mm. cheap, cheap <laughs> episode. Yeah, no, I fully expect to see it in future, but at this point, it feels like that was only like a season two or three episode. I think season three that this other non-corporeal thing. So it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. It was season ago, two. Yeah. It was season two. Okay. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, and it was really quite similar. But whatever. <laughs> so now Trip and Hoshi are in the sexy room, but it's not sexy anymore because they finally started, I think, using it how they probably should have from the start. It's like, no, you don't have to strip off and put gel on anymore. Just take these tablets and we'll bombard you with funny lights and shit instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're staying in there for quarantine purposes and Archer's going to get the shuttle pod inspected. And then... Flock says, well, there were three other landing parties and they're fine, so clearly they didn't touch any weird shit. Why did you touch the weird shit? So like, oh, we didn't wear any masks. <laughs> like, and Hoshi's an anti-vaxxer, so like, we didn't wear any masks. <laughs> and then Flox and Archer sort of leave, and as they do, Flock says, well, I'm struggling to determine the cause of the infection using all the scans I've got, so I'll try some different scans. Great. Get on it, Conehead. Like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> And then we cut back to fake Malcolm and fake Travis who are talking and they're basically saying, oh, Klingons were shit at it. And, and fake Malcolm's like, I think the humans are going to be shit at it as well. And fake Travis says, I don't know, they've, they've, they've shown some intelligence. And fake Malcolm has the line, Archer has not demonstrated rational intelligence. And I went, fucking hell, he's possessed by Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's right, though. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take an Elliot to see that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Elliot would have been swearing, to be fair. Elliot would have been, he's a fucking prick. <laughs> yeah, not only is he incompetent, he's an asshole too. <laughs> oh, I had that on one of my school reports, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's just an asshole. He got lots of bees, but he's a fucking asshole. He's just an absolute wanker. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, well, our protocol says we should go and question the infected crew. So you, fake Travis, go and do that. And I'll go and speak to Phlox. Act natural. Yeah. What flavor is your mucus? That's it. Like, <laughs> Trip and Hoshi are just there, wrapped in blankets and, and taking medicine. And Travis just walks up and says, how are your symptoms progressing? Have you been seriously ill before? <laughs> Yeah, he's like, have you had an accident in the last five years? <laughs> Everyone's so weird. You could be eligible for non-corporeal insurance. <laughs> and Trip quite rightly is like, yeah, you're being weird, and just closes the hatch and makes him go away. <laughs> yep. That's like the story of his life, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then fake Malcolm walks into sick bay and flocks. He's like, what can I do for you? And then he at least comes up with a semi story as he goes, I've got the headache. (laughs) This is the professional. Like that's the best he can do. I've got a headache. (laughs) And then he's like, so what's wrong with, with those two people who are dying and flocks is like, just here's your thing for your headache. Fuck off. And he's like, what headache? (laughs) (laughs) It's like the one you said you had. Oh yeah. I had that. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're acting natural very well, and this is the thing: no one knows anything about Travis, even who he is, and they all think Malcolm's weird anyway. So none of this actually strikes anyone as being odd. They picked the perfect characters, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one character who actually functions like the silence from Doctor Who, where every time you look away, you forget they exist. Like, <laughs> it's the perfect habit. Uh, the sad British is. man. And the sad British man that everybody treats like that just because that's how he is. Just like, don't don't look at him too long. He'll come over here. Yeah, he might get an interaction. Ugh. Yeah. Hello, what are you eating? Oh, God. <laughs> Salmon. Oh, is it nice? Yes. <laughs> I can't have pineapple, but I love it. Fuck's sake. Fuck off, Malcolm. <laughs> Jesus, Malcolm. Put some effort in. So then we go back to the the now not sexy room, which I guess makes it just the room. And Trip compares their situation to the Andromeda strain, which Hoshi's never seen. And then 
<laughs> then she tells the story about how she used to run a poker game when she was at Starfleet Academy and then an instructor came in and didn't like it and she broke his arm because she's a black belt in Aikido. Yeah, no, she, yeah Hoshi all of a sudden is a fucking swan. Like. <laughs> <laughs> More like um, Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah, like when Natalie Portman broke that man's arm <laughs> and became a swan. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was this? Where did this come? Do you remember like all the times Hoshi's been like kidnapped and functionally helpless? <laughs> Often, not even injured. She could have broken Tarquin's arm. Oh, I wish she'd broken Tarquin's <laughs> she arm. That would have been hilarious. Tarquin's arm. Talk about oh. too little, too late. Like too weird. What the fuck? And then Trip's like, "Well, if you broke an instructor's arm and they expelled you, how are you on the Enterprise?" And she went, "They needed translators." None of this is it, it, none of it vibes anything that we've learned about Hoshi before. <laughs> you know, the fact that like Archer went to wherever she was like hanging out, like in Ecuador or wherever it was in the first series, to like recruit her to this mission. Like, <laughs> nothing, nothing. That she's a gambling arm breaker. That's a Willie Nelson song, isn't it? Or... <laughs> oh, certainly, yeah. <laughs> I guess she doesn't pay income tax either. Well, I mean, no one does on, on the Enterprise. Because they don't get paid much. <laughs> don't they? No, I think like the, the exploring is its own reward. <laughs> it's the friends they make along the way, isn't it? <laughs> so they get 200 credits every time they pass Go. <laughs> but Go is a very specific planet that no one's been able to find yet. <laughs> Back in Sick Bay, Phlox has figured out what the virus is, and it's silicon-based, and Archer's like, but it's an M-class planet. That's carbon-based life forms. And Phlox says, well done, have a sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Pats him on his big nose. And again, I feel like, you know, just as an ordinary person, like just like a, a random wanker that works in an office, like I could have said, oh, well, yeah, it is a, a, a M-class planet, but also there's a, an alien junkyard on it. Yeah. Like anybody could have been there. And, and then he says... And Trip and Hoshi are going to die in five hours. And Archer's like, that's very precise. And Flox says, just go with it. <laughs> Flox is like polishing his gun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have got him that gun and pocket watch. <laughs> yeah, that gun and pocket watch combo from Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tag her shootmaster 9000. <laughs> What I did quite like, though, in that scene transition, that's where you get the act the act break, and there's no music. It just cuts to black. And I was like, that's unusual. I don't know why they've done it. It doesn't really... This. I thought it broken when that happened. <laughs> Enterprise, did you break again? Oh, <laughs> oh Enterprise. And then, uh, as we start Act 2, the Enterprise is apparently still orbiting the planet, Memory Alpha tells me, and fake Travis and fake Malcolm are like, well... I'm still observing shit. <laughs> and Travis tells Malcolm that Flox has made a diagnosis, uh, but no one on board has decided to abandon the infected crew members yet. And Malcolm says, well, then they're all going to die. Lol. Yeah, and then he like just he quickly taps some things on his phone and then shows his phone to Travis, and it's the troll face. <laughs> <laughs> so then Archie goes down to the, the room to speak to... Trip and Hoshi, and he knocks on the hatch, and Trip's like, "Oh fuck off, Travis!" And I was like, "No, I'm not Travis. Who's Travis?" <laughs> and Trip opens the hatch, and he is sweatier than any man has ever been. <laughs> yeah, it's like Senator Kelly in that one scene from X Men when he's oh yeah, when he turns into like a liquid. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and "That's what Trip says to Archer as well, <laughs> Captain." Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> And then Archer says, no trip, save your energy. <laughs> Better impressions. Flox is working on a cure. And human bolodies, no, that's not a word. <laughs> bolodies. <laughs> I, 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 I combined the words body and biology. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Human bodies can't repel silicon, and I learned that in a book. I, I was also kind of curious as to like how... As such an alien virus would actually be able to affect a human being. Mm. I think it just fucks you up. I don't... 
It's <laughs> <laughs> the equivalent of a Mike Tyson just running through your nerves, just punching as he goes along your body. I mean, yeah, it's like silicon's like rocks, isn't it? So it's basically like being injected with rocks, surely. And that sounds bad. <laughs> injected with rocks. That's like that's my next album that's title. The st- stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's happened? Oh my god! But it's like you know, you could maybe I could understand we could carry it, like we could infect others with it. But you know, I don't think I I just don't think that that would hurt us. What beer having rocks in? Yeah, no, that would hurt. You're not having rocks rocks injected into your bloodstream. That's really bad. (laughs) Like you've got you've got rocks in you. Effectively, you you've got like an appreciable quantity of iron inside you. Yeah, but not actual rocks. No, not small stones or, or large stones, no. <laughs> Which is what this virus is. So, <laughs> Effectively, what Flox needs to do is shrink people down really small and send them in with some pickaxes. I'm down for that. <laughs> if you had like a, the equivalent of a microscope for your ear, then you would just hear dwarves going, hi-ho, <laughs> inside their bodies as this virus <laughs> is taking effect and destroying them from the inside out. <laughs> so... Archer tells Trip not to give up because they've got lots more planets to explore. And Trip says, "Where we've only been to Vulcan this season." <laughs> and then Archer says, "You rest, Trip." Okay. So then there's more fake Travis and fake Malcolm wandering around doing fake stuff, and fake Travis is now saying, "Well, you know, now that we know." They're trying to save people. I think we should help them or something. And fake Malcolm is like, fuck off. Yeah. He's just like, eat the whole of my ass. Yeah. My non-corporeal ass. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's basically, well, I, well, in that sense, I guess you would be eating this host's ass. Yeah, I mean, like, once a year they get a chance to eat ass. <laughs> the rest of the time they don't have an ass. <laughs> just thinking about the next time they can. Yeah. They're like, ooh, we're looking forward to that thing where someone dies. <laughs> so that I can eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> om nom 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 nom. Fake <laughs> <laughs> Travis says, "Should we possess some other people so we can eat more asses?" Fake <laughs> Malcolm's like, "No, I don't think we should." And Fake Travis says, "But the more people we inhabit, the more we can observe." And fake Malcolm's like, God damn it, you're a maverick. Let's do it. He says, no, we can't. We're on duty. And he says, but we could be on booty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh. So then in the room, Trip and Hoshi are now... Trip asks Hoshi how many languages she can speak, and she's like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and Trip says, fuck off, it doesn't. I've seen C-3PO. Yeah, also, <laughs> it, I mean, this is the language we found along the way argument all over again, isn't it? Yeah. I think she should have just said, I'm fluent in over six million forms of communication. Mm. And Trip would have gone, fuck, that's a lot. They try and explain it away with that she can just recognize specific patterns and stuff. But that's that's assuming that every single language in the universe has a through line that you can recognize those patterns in. Yeah, which isn't isn't the case at all. No, no. And also, I know how many languages I can speak. Yeah, me too. I know how many languages you can speak. (laughs) <laughs> see it's easy you just give the number it's one like, i mean i guess like mathematics is a constant maybe across the universe maybe but yeah it, 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 languages can develop in any number of ways mm. yep and she says i wish i could fix a warp core and he's like you're not touching my warp core she's like, he's like you you you're just saying that because i said something nice about you you have you have no interest in my warp core at all. <laughs> At least take me to dinner first. Yeah, there's no money in it. There's no money in my walk call. You stay away from my walk call. <laughs> and then they turn around and Flox and Topol are standing at the window looking at them like creeps. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Trip says, uh, what are you doing? No, oh, we didn't want to interrupt. And he says, how's the research progressing? And Topol says, we're waiting on test results. And Flox says, how are you progressing? And they're like, oh, shit. People are acting weird again. <laughs> I mean, they were being weird. It's weird. It's almost like these these entities don't know how to be human. Yeah. Or Vulcan or Denobulans. Actually, they got away with the Vulcan. Yeah, yeah, because they're weird. Yeah, but that's just that's just due to Vulcans. That's yeah. not 
their fault. They didn't do an impression of a Vulcan. Vulcans are just flat as fuck. <laughs> Is this episode over yet? Oh. Yes. <laughs> so then in the next bit of this episode, Flox and T'Pol, who are actually fake Flox and fake T'Pol, obviously now leave because Drip and Hoshi are like, go save our lives, fuck. And basically, Flox is like, oh, they're so brave. And T'Pol says, I don't care. Yeah, so again, I just want to draw ourselves back around to the start of this episode where there was tremendous promise in the idea of like just these aliens existing amongst the crew being real creepy. But all they do is have the same conversation over yeah. and over and over until eventually they change their minds. Or, oh, well, one of them changes his mind. Yeah, and he, this one that changes its mind and is all like, oh, maybe we should be helping them. I I, I gave the episode, I, maybe I gave the episode maybe a bit of the benefit of the doubt and was like, is this like his first mission? Because he seems to be asking the rules a lot and like, yeah. not double-checking everything, so maybe this is the first time he's ever come out on a mission. But they also seem to insinuate that he's done this a few times with this guy. I think it's supposed to be his first mission. Didn't they, didn't they explicitly mm. say that? Do they? I can't remember if it's actually in the dialogue, but that's certainly heavily implied. Yeah, or at least he's like a super noob, and like maybe he's done it once before, but maybe the last time he did it, like everyone just died straight away or something. Yeah. Whoopsie doodle. Yeah. So they go back into Travis and Malcolm because they don't want to arouse suspicion or something, and they're looking over sensor data on the bridge with Archer, and Archer says, hey, a crater, maybe the virus arrived on a meteorite. Hmm, maybe the Klingons got infected. Let's get Starfleet to contact the Klingons and ask if they have a cure. <laughs> so they're like, fuck off! <laughs> That's, that always goes well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. In sick bay, fake Flox and fake T'Pol are waiting for Flox's test results, and then they sort of just leave them, and real Flox and T'Pol are like, hey, my test results are through. Oh, this virus can be killed by radiation, but it's too much radiation. It would also kill a human. Uh, but he's going to do some tests to try and like find out a different way of doing radiation. I don't know. Uh, then we're back in the room, <laughs> the sexy room that's not sexy anymore. Hoshi has a nightmare. She's like, I dreamed I was in Brazil and I forget the rest. Um, <laughs> and she's sad she hasn't said goodbye to her students. Yay. Is this yeah. the first mention of her students? Probably not. There's probably no. We knew she was a teacher students. from a while back. But... We saw her with students in the pilot. I mean, since the pilot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's 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 meant a lot. Thanks for showing us that in the pilot, and then so that you can reference it in series four. What a what a fleshed out character this is. Hey. And then we're back on the bridge where Starfleet have gotten back in touch with Archer and said, so we reached out to the Klingons and they just killed all the infected people. So no, they don't have a cure. Yeah, they were like, yeah, we did. We killed everybody. Archer goes, yeah, I should have seen that coming, really. Yeah. What's this? Death by the sniffles? I cannot imagine a more dishonorable death. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Klingons, man. <laughs> and then Malcolm says, they didn't even plead for mercy. And Archer says, What? And Malcolm's like, I bet they didn't plead for mercy because, you know, Klingons or something. <laughs> and Archer's like, I accept this. You're definitely Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the most awkward interaction I've ever had. <laughs> Must be Malcolm. And then Hoshi breaks out of decontamination because the virus is making her crazy and she can get the codes because maths is just another language. And <laughs> Trip, like, chases her and she's about to open an airlock. You know, the bridge are all going, oh no, but Trip chases her, she's about to open an airlock, and this black belt in Aikido is stopped by a hug. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just don't feel any thought went into this, you know? <laughs> like, even less than you. Like, the only thing they were thinking about in this episode were the aliens who were going to get their reveal soon, aren't they? Yeah. So, Trip gets Hoshi back to the room, and Flock says, can you hit her with all this horse tranquilizer, please? To make her sleep? And Trip's like, yeah, sure. And then Archer says, can you hit yourself with the horse tranquilizer as well? And Trip says, ah, oh, again. And he says, I'm worried we're never gonna wake up. So yeah, now they're unconscious. Uh, which is nice, I guess. For uh, for them, maybe? For Arch? I don't know. <laughs> and Flox tells Archer about the radiation cure, and Archer's like, we'll find a middle ground. And Flox is like, oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that! <laughs> yeah, he says, I, I just... Are you working on the cure? <laughs> yes, I am, Captain Archer. I'm working on the cure. Well, work on it faster. 
Yeah. Okay, Captain Archer, I'm sorry I hadn't thought of that, but I will get to work working faster right away, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just like when Homer asks his like employees to work fast and they'll start typing quicker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we get the same conversation again between fake Malcolm and fake Travis about maybe we should stop the virus. No, we're not stopping the fucking virus. Let's have this conversation somewhere else. So then they go inside Hoshi and Trip because they think... <laughs> For thousands of thousands of years old non-corporeal beings who've done this so many times, they really are fucking stupid. Billions and billions because of Because they sit up as sedated Hoshi and Trip, and Flock sees them on a video screen is like, oh, and he turns the sound on and goes, oh, this is weird. Yeah, he turns the sound on and the first thing he hears is, we are corporeal entities inhabiting these bodies. We're not actually Hoshi and Trip. And Flock's <laughs> is like, that's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So then one of them goes, oh, we're being observed. And the other one goes, oh, it feels weird to be done to us. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I feel nude. <laughs> and then fake Archer and fake T'Pol, because they've jumped again, walk into sickbay and uh, say, how did you know we weren't really them? And Flock says, because they were unconscious. They were sedated. And like Archer's, I, think, I can't remember which one. I think it's Archer says, "Ah, oh, yeah, we haven't had bodies for so long. We don't know the difference between being sedated and asleep." Whoops! <laughs> like, just, but what? Are you responsible for what happened to my patients? We had nothing to do with it. We come here only to study how physical species react to the unknown. You can help by telling us how you detected our presence. That happens in less than two percent of our missions. Commander Tucker and Ensign Sato were sedated. They shouldn't have been able to stand and talk. It's been so long since we had physical form, we weren't able to distinguish sleep from sedation. We'll remember next time. Is there anything you can do to help my patient? We're here to observe. We can't interfere. You're interfering with me! Our subjects are human. You're Denobion. You were inhabited a few hours ago. An intriguing experience. I have no recollection of that. Memories are simple to adjust. You're going to adjust mine again, hmm? So I won't remember a word of this encounter. Or what you observed in the decon chamber. If you have that ability, you must be able to help my patients. We could. But we won't. Like, you are professionals. This is your, your whole job is to professionally observe. I don't think that these... I just don't think it makes sense that they could suddenly be conscious in an unconscious body. Just because they are non-corporeal beings doesn't mean that they can affect physical bodies however they want when they're in them. Oh, like, they're all they powerful. Yes, they can. They can't just change body chemistry to work completely differently against physics. They're, they're like those mushrooms that grow out of ants' heads, or even worse, those terrifying worms that like, embody like praying mantises. They, they, they're just sort of, yeah, they're meat puppets, effectively, that they're operating. Uh, I guess. I guess. It's still weird to me. Meat puppets. Mm. Meat. Yeah, I'm hungry too. So <laughs> yeah, they they erase Flox's memory. So after having told him everything, and then outside sick bay, fake Archer says, "Oh, I think they might get a cure for the virus." And fake Tapol says, "Nah, not going to happen." <laughs> Same conversation again happens. Yeah, so that's nice. And they're going to try radiation now on Hoshi and Drip to to fix them. So. They go, fuck it, we'll give it a go. I don't think it'll work, but we've got nothing else. And then they notice that, oh, she's, like, dying. Oh, yeah, she's, like, on her way out. Yeah, so Phlox and Archer get into the spacesuits to carry them from the sexy room to sickbay, and then Hoshi dies, and then fake Malcolm somewhere else is like, someone always dies. Dies, dies. It's like Hoshi's just like wilting in the corner and Flock's going to watch it. Have you not watered Hoshi this week? <laughs> <laughs> Flock's in sickbay tries to remove one of his EV gloves to do medical shit. And Archer's like, no, let me do it. I will be your hands. And Flock's is like, oh, I don't like this. And Archer says, we need a doctor more than we need a captain. And Flock's goes, fair point. Yeah, take off your suit. Yeah, yeah, you die. So Flox lifts up his arms for him to put his arms through so that he can be his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then fake Malcolm's like, well, this is unusual. In 800 years, no one else has ever done self-sacrifice. I find that hard to believe. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. My God, what a selfish universe. Fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> so they fail to revive Hoshi, so they're going to try and save Trip instead. And Travis is like, well, how many people have to die before you acknowledge that humans are different to fake Malcolm? And fake Malcolm says, oh, a lot more than this. Mm. Yeah, like all the humans. All of them. And then I'll yeah. admit that they were different. And yeah. fake Travis says, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I don't think I like you. <laughs> <laughs> then in sick bay, Trip like goes unconscious and Archer calls the bridge and says, Hey, I can't leave sick bay now because I'm infected too. To Paul, you're in command. Do not let Admiral Gardner replace you. He hates women. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> And then I'll let you know if if Trip regains consciousness. And then Trip does a death rattle, which, to be fair, Connor Trinier did really well. I thought. So I was I was good work out of Connor Trinier. And Archer's all sad. And then Trip sits up and says, "Hey, I'm an incorporeal being inside Trip's body. I'm an organian, uh, non physical life form. Here's what's going down." And then Hoshi sits up and goes, "You fucking wanker! We weren't going to tell him." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he's just in the middle of it all. Yeah, and Archer's like, hey, 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 could you cure us? And they're like, yeah, we could, but we're not gonna. Here's non-interference and shit. And Archer says, no, but interfere. This was like an accident or something, so you can interfere. I thought they were the ones who like set up the whole virus in the first place. Are they not? Is no, they just use it to observe. They they know mm-hmm. that it's like it's there. They didn't put it there. They just take advantage of it. Well, I would say by inhabiting two crew members that could potentially be helping, we're not going to tell them that they wouldn't have helped in the first place. That's why I'm saying don't. we don't let them know that they wouldn't have helped in the first place. <laughs> by inhabiting two crew members and taking them out of action, they have interfered. Yeah. And as Archer points out, they're like, well, this is how we get to know species. And Archer says, could you just, you know, talk to us? And they're like, oh, my God. Talk to you. We, we could. Fuck. <laughs> what a weird concept. Talk to... You, I, I don't know. It's just, I'm. Can you like break it down? <laughs> and then the the Organians are like, yeah, all right, I guess we'll do that. And then we cut to the bridge where Archer calls Flocks and Paul and says, "Hey, Trip's awake, and so's Hoshi, and I don't know what's going on because they wiped everyone's memories." Fuck's sake, that's not. Oh, and Flocks okay. is like. So, delayed effect of the radiation I hit Trip with that has somehow spilled over to Hoshi and Archer, and none of this makes any sense. And Archer's like, ah, someone will figure it out. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, else okay, let's all just act like nothing ever happened. Pretty much. It's just they pretty much look at each other and go, well, I guess it's the viewer's problem now. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and then the Organians are wandering off, still in... Travis and Malcolm's body, I guess just so we get this dialogue. And <laughs> because like, this episode is cheap. <laughs> and they're like, well, I guess we'd better prepare for talking to humans in about 10,000 years. These guys are losers. And fake Travis is going to write a report, and that's the end of the episode. They are fucking losers, I agree, Matt. They suck. Man. Well. These are the exact kind of non-corporeal advanced entities that I could see having a Reddit account anyway. <laughs> just one for their entire civilization though because they don't want to yeah. go overboard yeah no it's like hive mind in this one reddit account that every now and then pops up my god this was a slog of a fucking episode <laughs> do you know what I didn't hate it as much as you two yeah something wrong with you <laughs> I didn't it wasn't great don't get me wrong but there was almost something um, it, almost like a subpar original series episode about it yeah. I, I was like yeah, that's fair. Which you know, for me, is is better than a subpar Enterprise episode. Yeah, I I don't know if it's because there's Organians who obviously come back uh, in later episodes. Sorry, Elliot, but it's too yeah, late for apologies, Matt. It it just felt like it felt to me like it just kept tripping up. Like I kept yeah. thinking, okay, right, this is going to be like one of those haunted house episodes. I'm going to get to a bit that I'm going to enjoy about like ten minutes worth of like something happening. And it just kept making weirder and weirder choices and then just relying on the fact that these two goobers were just saying the same <laughs> things over and over again to, uh, to to make the drama. But it just it didn't feel like there was any progression. It just felt like flatlined. Yeah, it's 
I feel like they just didn't quite have enough story for it is the problem. They had yeah. this idea and then they sort of went, I assume, you know, because we've had the Vulcan episodes where they probably, and then there's other bigger episodes coming up, which is where most of the money for the season went on. It's why there's been a couple of these cheaper bottle episodes and they're like, mm. so we can't do a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not against that. I mean, I like a bottle episode quite often because mm. I like a character study. But the the problem that we had with this episode, there really wasn't a character study at all because we were looking at two creatures that we cared not for and did nothing. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just really hope that these last couple of episodes are are all right. <laughs> I'm not going to break anything down or dissect why I don't like it. It was dumb and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> What I will say is us watching Star Trek in this way does kind of ruin part of an upcoming episode from an earlier series. So, Elliot, try and forget the word Organians. Yeah. I mean, that'd be a lot easier if you didn't say it. Didn't say what, Elliot? Sentence. What didn't I say? Organians. No, you forget it. Have you not seen that one clip of Darren Brown saying, if somebody says to you, don't think of a black cat, what do you do? You think of a black cat, because the command, think of a black cat, was in the sentence. And now you're going to think of the sentence, think of a black cat, for the next three days, every, I don't know, hour or so. No, I don't think I am. No, you're probably not. You've got a kid. (laughs) Very (laughs) distracted. Which might be the other reason I didn't mind the episode so much, because he was screaming while I was watching it. So (laughs) He added his own drama. Yeah, no, well, Ensign Jeffrey screaming, and I'm there going, well, at least I've got Enterprise. (laughs) Bless little Ensign Jeffrey. (laughs) Oh, poor little lad. (laughs) Yeah, I'm guessing we don't really have anything else to say about Observer Effect. No. 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 Well, I'll throw in a fact then. They talked about the Andromeda strain. That was directed by Robert Wise. Do you know what else he directed? What? Star Trek The Motion Picture. What? Also The Sound of Music and uh, what's that film called? You know, oh fuck, what is it called? West Side Story. (laughs) Oh, I fucking love West Side Story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like a joke, but I actually really like it. (laughs) <laughs> West Side Story's great Yeah, it's one of my favourite musicals Tonight, tonight It all began tonight I saw you and the world went away Tonight, tonight There's only you tonight What you are, what you do, what you say A miracle would happen I know now I was right For here you are And what was just a world Is a star Elliot, what's your favourite musical? Um, I mean that's quite a big question because I don't know whether I. Uh, it's West Side Story. It's Mine not too. It's not West Side Story. I mean, at the, at the moment, I can't think of anything other than the Lord of the Rings musical we went to see. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing. I guess that was pretty Rocky good. Horror is my favorite. <laughs> Rocky Horror, West Side Rocky Story, Horror is Drop of Horrors. Those are great. Rocky Horror is pretty good. Those are all great. Also, first mention of Cardassians chronologically in the show, even though we apparently saw one when Travis got killed but he hadn't really by that evil service station. There was oh. a Kardashian in that room. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Observer Effect. It is a shame because I do really like Judith and Garfield Reeve Stevens as writers, but I think they just probably weren't given enough to work with in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Why there's a lot of padding and a lot of going around in circles. They could have made a draft that just sort of got eaten up by the production as well. You know, that, that does happen, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well then, our next episode is Babel 1. Babel 1. You sure it's not Babel? No, it's Babel. 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 But what are you expecting from Journey to Babel? Not Journey to Babel, that's another episode. (laughs) What are you expecting from Babel 1? Babel 1? Is it like Slave 1? Is it a ship? No. Then I'm expecting 
not a ship. <laughs> I mean, you should expect a ship. The show is called Star Trek Enterprise. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, join us next week for Babel Babble Bauble Booble One. Booble One. <laughs> That'll be fun, I guess. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, look, I'll give you, I'll give you a little sliver of hope. Shran's back. Uh, oh, okay. no, we love Shran. Oh, one mm-hmm. thing about Shran, he's the one good thing about this entire show. You, you think he's good? He's all right. Jeffrey Coombs is all right. He's good. I like Jeffrey Coombs, but Shran himself isn't amazing. Shran is Jeffrey Coombs, therefore he's amazing. Yeah, that kind of religious talk is is dangerous. <laughs> um, right. Well, join us for that episode that we're going to watch and talk about on our next episode of our podcast, which you're listening to right now fools in the meantime find us on the internet links in the description uh, to our various presences social media edits music all that good stuff the art of gavin mitchell as well who drew our cover artwork because he's pretty cool as is his art and our coffee where if you want to donate to the show it might make elliot enjoy enterprise that little bit more give him don't that monetary incentive don't count on it <laughs> If you give us money on the Kofi, we'll put rocks into Elliot's blood. Yep, that's right. They'll fill up a syringe with sand. And just, and just into my veins. And then I'll become part beach. Son of a beach. Yeah. No, I'm more like Blade. Like half vampire, but I'm half beach instead. Oh, look, Elliot, you did the intro. You end the show this week. Okay, bye everyone. <laughs> oh, bye. Bye. <laughs>